There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's production. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill him? Would I take the promotion at work? With strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The Big Ones! Hi everyone and welcome to The The Big Big Ones! Ones. Each week we discuss new ethical questions related to decisions to relationship problems to brain busting moral choices. The problems can be complicated to discuss, but they're always fun to talk about because they force you to look deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Will you like what you see? Amanda Lasucci. That's right, guys. There's no guest this week. We thought, let's take, it's 2020. Let's take, let's see what happens. We need to take a beat right now um, to talk privately with each other and with our listeners Uh and we don't need the interference or the commentary of some third party interloper who's only listened to a few episodes oh you're so right amanda and so we're just using this episode our first episode of 2020 as a reassessment of sorts yes I agree. It's I haven't seen you in like a month and it's like freaking me out. I know because I, I'm so disoriented. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I went through. Um, so I know I've mentioned that I do Christmas lockdown. Yes. Um, and this year, more than any other year I've ever experienced, I locked down so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I had a, quite a bit to do leading up. Um like I was working on Complete Christmas and so I outsourced a lot of the other Erios shows I was editing. Um, and so I was just like, I was living this life that was not my normal life going mm-hmm. into the new year. And then it was such a steep decline of like all of a sudden all my work was done. Yeah. And then I just totally locked down and I just watched a bunch of movies and ate whatever I wanted and mm-hmm. relaxed And it was so nice, but I was left super disoriented coming back into my life. I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing here. I almost feel like I'm dreaming. Were you able to, did you work throughout the break or what were you doing? I don't remember. (laughs) I can't quite remember what I did. Well, you were right where I left you when the break started. I was? Yes, sitting in this chair in front of the computer in a big gray bathrobe. Well, I'm in this robe because it gets very cold in here. I know, but Maria, you could get like a a blanket. I don't think so. She's wearing like her dad's bathrobe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think it's nice. It's It's like a charcoal. It's very comfortable. But yeah, the over the break, I just, yeah, I watched some movies. I did a big deep clean in the apartment that I'm still doing because, you know, I pur- I was purging a lot of stuff. The Great Purge of 2020. Yeah. Um, and 
I guess otherwise, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I did. But do you remember? Did you remember your old life? No, it's hard for me to like even answer an email now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can't even open my emails. And I know how. I'm not saying I forgot how to. I just I can't find the words to respond to somebody. Why do you think we're both feeling this way? I think it's I think it's because the wind Here's what I think happens every year is after is like you're going, you're going, and you're going, and then Christmas time comes, and then everyone else shuts down, and then the wind is taken out of your sails. Uh. And then because we don't have, like, real jobs or whatever, like, like nine to five jobs or just jobs where, like, we go into an office and, like, we go, hey, Bill, how's it going? That it's impossible almost to get the wind back in our sails mm-hmm. because we don't have that structure. That's interesting. And, like, at the top of last year, we were starting the network. Mm-hmm. Um, P.S. We came up with the idea to start the network in 2017. I think no, that's 20, really sick. 2018. Okay, so last year was 20. Okay, 2018. Because I do these lists every year starting in 2017 where I'll do like 17 things I want to do for 2017, 18 things I want to okay. do for 2018. And I was reviewing my lists and on 2018 and 2019, 2018 said um, start woman run podcast network mm-hmm. and 2019 said launch woman run podcast and network. 2020 you said burn it all down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no 2020 there's no mention of it that's crazy no no i should put something on there about what we should do but i think we had such kind of a concrete goal the last two years yeah and now we're just kind of going back into what we've created that it's and it's all on our shoulders to figure it out so it is a little disorienting well i gotta email every casting director in town and tell them that maria is still available to audition (laughs) (laughs) okay so how are you gonna do you have their emails i have some of their emails yeah you should do that but then and but just uh, you know and we should definitely update your headshots with you in this bathrobe and the headphones on (laughs) because this is what they're gonna get (laughs) it really is but I don't know. I just feel like I'm at a standstill and I'm waiting. And I know I can't wait because I'm the creator of my own destiny. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it feels really nice in this bathrobe waiting for someone to <laughs> give me a handout. A hand job. <laughs> do you have any resolutions? Um, I Yes, I do. I do. Oh, would you share them or are they I private? don't I know that I haven't quite formulated. I know that I Let's have, hear you talk it out. I'd like to <laughs> <laughs> I'd like I'd like to ha- have a, a um you know, I'd like to be working more this year. For money or just <laughs> you certainly worked a lot last year. I know that's the thing. That's where you get, that's where it's a little it's a little twist and turn. It's a little topsy turvy because I worked really hard. But I wasn't doing like acting stuff. You were kind of working for supporting other people's projects. Yeah. And this year, I think you need to work for some of your own goals. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, we'll keep supporting all of our Erios gals. They're our bread and butter. Yes. Um, but I think you need to get your own project going. I just, had, I, I just remembered the dream I had last night where I, I made a, a big loaf of bread. Mm. And I was cutting different pieces for different for different people in my life. Wow. So I see you're the loaf. 
and you're giving yourself away to everyone maybe, else. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's right. Yeah. And there were like wolves outside. Those are all our listeners. <laughs> God, I had no idea. Um, and then the Golden Globes were on last night. Those really threw me for a loop. Did you see something you didn't like? I saw the, none of it. I didn't like any of it. Mm. It was just all like a lot. It was like watching aliens. Yeah. It was like watching aliens interact with themselves. Right. I know celebrities are weird and award shows are weird. Yeah, they are. They are. But, you know, I'd love to be invited. You know, I don't there, have to be nominated. I just like to have an invite. You have to be a seat filler. Yeah, I could do that. I heard they treat them really bad, though. <laughs> Me in this robe, sitting at the Golden Globes. <laughs> they turn you around. <laughs> uh, so they're starting to do awards for podcasts. Okay. So where where do I sign? <laughs> to be a seat filler for the podcast awards? <laughs> yeah. How do I get there? <laughs> I don't know. We haven't been invited to any. Oh, what's it going to take? Um, so do we have any l- listener mail? I wonder also if people are feeling the same way we are about 2020. Yeah, um, we'd love to. We'd love to hear. I mean, all this being said, I am ho- I'm hopeful and excited for 2020. Oh, big time. Uh, Amanda, I opened that box of seized candies over there and I have to go get myself a toffee. Are you serious? Because I had some of this beef jerky and it was really salty and now I need something a little sweet. I totally support you, but you just set me up perfectly to talk about my seven day okay, sugar great. cleanse. So you t- <laughs> you, you do that and then I'll be over here. Okay. So I, as I mentioned, like I always eat a lot of cookies and stuff over the holidays. And you know, if anyone knows my husband, Mac Gorley, he's a cookie monster. So anyway, we really just both hit rock bottom. And um, there's I... There's two levels to this. There's, yeah, Maria's just screaming, there's two levels to the toffee box. And and these toffees come from um, our partners, Acast. You always hear the tag on the end of the episode, powered by Acast. They also send us chocolates. But anyway, so the New York Times released this like seven day sugar cleanse. So we're both doing it, and it's it's pretty interesting. And already day because you get addicted to sugar so fast. But already day four, I'm feeling like I don't even want it. Not me. <laughs> don't worry, I want you to That's okay. The cleanse says, okay, so day one, you um, have a non-sweet breakfast because a lot of people eat sugar, sugary or sweet things for breakfast. So it's a no sugar. Like, is that your breakfast, Maria? Okay, she's having a toffee. No sugar, no grain breakfast, meaning eggs. You can have like Greek yogurt and berries are okay, but nothing sweetened. Mm-hmm. Um, day two, I'm trying to remember. I think day two was don't nothing processed so try to not eat anything like out of a box no processed food so whole foods uh day three is don't drink your sugar so it's like don't drink um uh juices sweet lattes um so yeah which is i don't really drink sugary things anyway except sometime i guess yeah i really don't I really don't. Um, And then I think the next day was eat fruit. So they were saying that if you want something sweet, eat fruit because the fiber and fruit is good. At least it's a whole food. Okay, now Maria has gotten into a packet of jerky and she's she's chewing on a big hunk of jerky to wash down. Okay, so Maria, you're in a cycle because you just said you had to have a toffee to wash down the jerky and now you're back on the jerky. So what do you think is going to come next? (laughs) 
<laughs> She's spiraling, you guys. What do I do? <laughs> this is a new me. This is 2020, Maria. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, but anyway, and then I think the next day was only drink water. What? So you yeah, only drink water and you can have coffee, I think, and, and LaCroix. Can you eat? Yeah, you can eat. But you still can't eat sugar. So it's cumulative and you keep it going for eight days. So then I forget what today's is. I should have looked. But to, then on day seven, you get, it says a chocolate reward. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm assuming it's some sort of bullshit dark chocolate. What do you... Sorry, who gives you the chocolate? I don't know. Each you Someone don't... shows up at your house. <laughs> it just says a chocolate reward. <laughs> God. <laughs> I've heard that before. Okay, so I'm, that's my seven-day sugar cleanse. If anyone wants to join in. Uh, I haven't been sleeping, but somehow I have a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, you, do you have... Well, I think that's great. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. Do you have a little big one? Oh, let me let me think. Um, not really because I haven't oh, been interacting have with anyone. I yeah, have one sure. that I don't know, and I I I feel bad about it. It already happened. Okay, what is it? So I was at this coffee shop, and I was sitting at like it was like a little bar that looked out to the window to the street. Do you know what I? Do yeah, you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And there was a meter maid going mm. crazy she was having the time of her life she was just going car to car ticketing everyone ticketing everyone in her little with her little beady eyes darting around looking for you know her to fill her quota and so then she stops at the car right in front of where i am mm. and i think to myself i should run out there and just say that's my car and put start putting money in the meter yeah and I said to, I was meeting my this um, girl I went to high school with, uh, Christy. Hey, Christy, if you're listening. And I was like, should I go out and and do and 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 put money in? And she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. You should do that. But at that point, she was already typing in her little computer. So then so you're going to get late. an altercation. But it, was, it would be too late anyway because once they start typing in their little computer, then then they go like, sorry, it's already in the system. And that, but do you think that's real? I don't know. I don't think it is. I think that's just what they say to make it not their fault. Yeah. So I'm just thinking like, first of all, is it legal to go out and like put money in people's meters or do they get mad at you for that? And second of all, should I even care? And third of all, should it just be in me to just when I see a meter made start like looking around to check all the meters? I mean, it's really not your problem. But it's one of those things where I think in that situation, you did the right thing. Because what are you going to do? Like be a weirdo and go out and start an argument with the meter maid? At that point, it's really out of your hands. But if she was just like walking up and looking at the car, because they do like a little like walk around. They do like a thing where they like walk around the car like they're checking for dents. I think if that's something that brings you fulfillment you could take a special interest in doing that. But I think if it's more for me, if the opportunity arises to put money in someone's meter, that's a nice thing to do. Uh, Like if I notice someone's meter has expired. Right. To put a couple coins in it. I also never have coins ever. Well, you got your credit card. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) So that happened to me the other day where I just didn't think of it in time. I was so I've uh, we park often at meters and we're coming here to the Mm -hmm. office so 
I was walking across the street and there was a woman who was like just approaching this guy's car to give him a ticket. And I should have said something, but I just didn't think of it in time. And then he came up, but by then it was too late. And he kind of gave me a look. I thought the look I might have been projecting, but to me, the look was like, you couldn't have stopped her. Right. But it did. It was just uh, my instincts weren't honed. That's the thing. I think we get so afraid to step out of our little boxes of ourselves. Yeah. At least I do. Where I like don't want to rock the boat, but uh, you know, but you could have had a got you girl, and you I know yet again, yet again, I it slipped out of your hand. It sure did. I was looking at it as it slowly melted away. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to make myself more proactive. Mm. Well, I think it is a practice. I know. For me, I thought maybe one of my twenty for twenty would be like talk to strangers more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh huh. Because it really, I don't know if this is just my nature or if it's something that kind of got ingrained in me when I was sort of a younger woman, like a preteen, that mm-hmm. I was always sort of, I mean, always pretty much like nearly kidnapped. What do you mean? I'm just saying there were oftentimes strangers trying to lure me into cars. There was one time a stranger lured me into a car. Well, tried to. What, with candy or what? Yeah. Jerky and toffee. They knew. <laughs> The they knew they knew the way <laughs> no, but you yeah, said you he know, had but, some cookies but you're that happens to probably all preteens but a lot of times well i was women. like a ba- i was like maybe like five okay i wasn't lured as a, a preteen really but i just feel like i always had a bad feeling about strangers because of a couple of bad experiences as, as a young person let's hear about one <sighs> this man um the scary guy I was on Second Street with my girlfriends. We were in high school. And I forget how he approached us, but he was like trying to give us a business card. And he like cornered us in a doorway of a closed store. And I was so frightened. Um, and he went into, oh, this is what it was. He was like sort of talking to us. And of course, at that point, I didn't know how to just say like, I'm not speaking to you right now. I was like too nice was mm-hmm. the other thing. So I would be too nervous to say no to anyone. So I'd get myself in these conversations with weirdos. Right. Um, and because I felt bad if I just kept walking or didn't make eye contact. So he engaged me and my girlfriends in conversation and then aggressively sort of like not physically but like you know with kept stepping closer and closer to us Mm -hmm. to the point where we were backed up into the doorway of a closed store this is probably like 9 p.m um and then he was like talking to us i don't remember what he was saying but he reached into his pocket (gasps) and i remember just thinking holy crap he's gonna pull out a knife or a gun and then he pulled out some business card and that what that is his knife (laughs) you know that's his weapon (laughs) anyway just stuff like that where engaging with strangers has led to a scary experience what was the business card like what did he do i don't remember um also god i got this this weird man was kind of like following me around at work it of all places the women's podcast and then he ended up giving me a business card too i mean he he didn't seem dangerous he was just kind of made me uncomfortable but his business card was um he was i think uh made silk shirts Mm. anyway but so i now that i'm a grown-up I yeah. feel like I can handle myself. So, but this is now trickled down to me, like not even really wanting to talk to some the checkout person at Trader Joe's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just have this sort of block as far as uh, talking to strangers. Well, you're afraid someone's going to hand you their business card. I honestly am. Yeah, but now it's like I'm in my 30s. No one, I, no one is going to hit on me. Well, that's not true. It is. 
I don't think it is. My phone lit up. I'm sorry. Oh my god, Maria, you are so disconnected. I know. You I'm are a flying Holly- around. Hollywood douche. I'm. <laughs> I'm flying around. Someone put my feet on the ground. I gotta take a picture of you. <laughs> no. Anyway, but I was thinking maybe uh, talking to strangers is like the first step in knowing when to help. Yeah. You know, but I should have just ran out there. Hold up your jerky. I'll do portrait mode. Okay, now look a little bit toward me. Let me see it, you dummy. You look cute. You look like you were young, but you do have one <laughs> one little hair sticking up. <laughs> we'll post that. We'll post oh, that so yeah, you, guys you guys can, can see. see. I like this one too. Which <laughs> what whatever. Um, but anyway, so I, I just think that that's one of the reasons maybe what will help me with my got you girls. Yes, maybe agreed. you can try it too. Try talking to strangers. Yeah, no, I will. I'm talking to you, aren't I? Ay, ay, ay. Let's do our ask, Amanda. Okay, yeah. Well, listen, guys. It's uh, 2020, so we want to start the year with a bang, which means we need reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need you to review. So if you are new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, if you are an old friend, welcome back. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have some great episodes coming up. Oh, in my God. They're going to be nuts. They're going to be like crazy. We can't wait to start rolling those out. <laughs> <laughs> and the way you can support the podcast is by rating and reviewing. A lot of you probably already have. Yes. But if you haven't, here's your chance to start the new year hot. It could really help. You know, it could be what do what I didn't do. You know, run out and put money in that meter. That's right, because we are about to expire. Yes, we are. Can you tell? Yes, we are. But it will really give us a boost if we get a, a flood of reviews. Now, we like to read some of the reviews people have written oh, yeah, because it's they, they can be really sweet. And we're at 648 ratings. That's amazing. And we've got mostly five. I mean, we've got five out of five stars. Incredible. Um. So, so this is, this is, this is one that talks about how we need to do our Patreon differently. Oh, let's, I'd love to hear. And this is another thing we said, if you have a note for us or have an idea, leave it in a review. But do it five star and then you could say whatever you want in there, but like just do five stars and then, and then, you know, tell us what we're doing wrong. But this is from Mr. Loiter and and it's called Thoughts About the Patreon. I think it's time to increase the minimum Patreon tier to two dollars mm, or more. Yeah. And I say that as someone on a limited budget myself. I get that not everyone is overflowing with money, but one dollar is crazy low. You can say you are finally allowing Amanda to have a dollar too, and you can make it clear this Patreon also doubles as one for the amazing complete woman, man, Christmas, Easter. Oh, I yeah. hope there's eventually more, even if you need a break for a while, series as well. So that was a shout out to the complete complete Thank woman you. also you might want to have a higher tier with something special if you don't want to do the obvious a video big ones podcast for mm. higher tier then maybe something like maribel may or her husband making a silly ringtone mm. for people for a ten dollar donation or such regardless of my ideas maybe they are maybe they are bad <laughs> lol i hope you two keep up the good work your various podcasts are a bright spot in these times now this is very interesting um I think we do need to rethink our Patreon. 
Okay, I, I'm I'm open to it. You know, I think people give what they can. I know, but I think if you can give one dollar, you can give two dollars. Yeah, and but- I think that a lot of people will just always give the minimum. Yeah, and and two dollars is still super cheap. That's so true. That's, That's true. a dollar a podcast, a dollar an extra podcast. Right, right. Well, maybe we do. But then what happens to all the one dollars? Well, they, they got to up their game or lose the content. Oh, my this God. 2020, I'm a, I'm a cutthroat bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It's something for us to examine. The other thing I've thought about is we should probably do the math on how much we're making on advertisement. Okay. Because if we, okay, so say, <laughs> what is, I'm holding, holding this, some weird, there's this piece of our cheap chairs that we have in the office and it's, I don't know what this is, but I'm holding it. But anyway, so if we should do the math and see how much we're making on ad sales mm-hmm. and then it might behoove us, is that yeah, beho- who, who? the who of us? I don't know. Uh, write in. <laughs> to, I don't know. This is just a thought. Instead of doing a Patreon at all, just releasing those episodes, because that will probably double our listenership. Behoove. Behoove us. Uh, is a duty or responsibility for someone to do something. It is incumbent on. Mm, I think it might be. Um, I used it incorrectly in this case. Uh, okay. Well, that's an interesting thing. So you're saying that instead of doing Patreon, that you that, that we then put two episodes we we put out six episodes per month yeah i mean i don't know if that's going to be as a money earner for us but i would just i maybe we can hire a a college student to do the math yeah i don't know because i'm thinking about it now and i think we make more money through patreon Patreon. okay it might be true and especially with this new two dollar push yeah i mean maybe the other thing is to do some higher tiered incentives yeah, like if you give a thousand dollars, you get to pick our you get to pick our brains. You get to lobotomize us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you pay a thousand dollars, you get to come get, rub our feet while we podcast. Oh, that would be so nice. No, but I think it's something in twenty twenty. I think our listener is right, and thank you for those thoughts. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, for everyone who listened to the complete Christmas mm-hmm. and the complete woman back catalog. Thank you. Yes. And I also would appreciate a rating if you liked it. Well, we should see. How, well, let's look at the, the reviews that, that, that you've been getting. I got a couple of good ones. And, and actually read the first one. One star disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Vile. No, the first one is I'm late to the party. That one. Oh, my God. That's Mr. Loiter. That's the same. This is the same person that wrote the patreon oh good okay wow as a guy i liked amanda and friends but didn't think this would hold much for me boy was i wrong it was great for anyone please do more stories like this i left it wanting to start a new six episode series with you all right away wow that's so nice well i hope if you liked that you went back and listened to the full back catalog Mm, i do too so I always say the complete woman is not just for women. Your houseplants will love it, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you know what, Amanda? Let's take a little break, and then we're going to go mailbag crazy, okay? Okay. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're back. Wow. That was crazy. Maria ate like seven more toffees. <laughs> I wish. I wish. All right. Let me just open the big ones. Okay. All right. What are you looking at, Amanda? Well, I was looking at that whiteboard uh-huh. and I had a funny idea of writing, welcome, Margaret, because Margaret's coming over to record some of her podcast today. <laughs> but like, how funny to just write welcome to the Margaret show on a whiteboard in the studio. And then she'd have to see that and go like, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, Amanda, we got a new voice message. Oh, my God, we did. So this is, let me see. Let's see. Okay, let's hope this is, um, how do I play it? Okay, here we go. <laughs> Can they hear it in there? Here. Wow. So what is, can someone translate that? (laughs) Wow. Thanks, guys. You guys don't know this, but we've gotten about 20 of those. Amanda, (laughs) Amanda put out this number for people, for fans to call in and leave their, their thoughts. And um, it's only been that message that so, calls. But I keep forgetting the number, so I don't plug it. Do you remember what it is? Where, where would it be? Six two six. Is that I think right? so? Yeah. Six two six six zero four six two six two. So that's fun. So if you yeah. guys call in, you can say whatever you want, and then oops, you guys can call in and say whatever you want, and then we'll maybe play it on the air. Six two six six zero four six two six two. Well, we can't wait to hear from you. Okay, so that's a new, that's, that's fun. Hold on. Okay, let me just, okay, so now, you know what's crazy, Amanda, is we haven't been getting a lot of emails. I mean, we have emails, but like, first of all, we haven't been getting a lot of Patreon emails. Really? So do you think it's because of the holidays? Maybe, or maybe people are over it. Oh my God. People are over the big ones? Yes. This is from someone anonymous, and and it's called The Vulture. Okay. Dear Big Ones, I have a pretty time-sensitive Dear Big Ones, so I will have made a decision by the time you get around to it, and I would be so honored, but also I count myself lucky simply for being able to hear the content you two sling. Mm. That's nice. I am an intern at a job in a Canadian municipality. There is a pretty good chance of a full-time position in my future at said municipality, and I'm very excited for the possibility of moving myself and my family of five to the location should things all work out. 
However, recently an employee of eight years was let go and their position dissolved. The employee and management apparently had a rough relationship over the years, I'm told. And most people believe the firing was based on the employer-employee relationship more so than restructuring, which was purported to be the case in the exit notice email from management. The employee was enrolled in an expensive course that has now been offered to me. The course was not necessarily within the employee's field and is very applicable to the work I would be doing if things continue to go well in my internship. Do I take the opportunity afforded to me and risk feeling guilty or perceived as some sort of heartless corporate goon, or do I look the gift horse directly in the mouth at the risk of seeming ungrateful to those who are in charge and perhaps regretting not maximizing my career development. Sincerely awkward in Alberta. Okay, so explain to me what this course is again. Uh, This is just a vocabulary I'm not familiar with. (laughs) Okay, so the, the employee was enrolled in an expensive course that has now been offered to me. So let me just bring this up. So on another area show called Web Crawlers that you guys should all listen to, we did um, a episode on corporate cults. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to put this out there. Okay. And what some corporations do, and I don't know if this is what this company does, is they force their employees, not force, they strong arm, to do certain courses that have to do with um kind of uh basically it's like what is that what is it okay so out here there's this place called um what's the what's the all natural place on larchmont what's that place called erewhon no like the (laughs) no the one where you are grateful Oh, oh, oh cafe gratitude cafe gratitude they force strong arm their employees to go to these seminars that are basically how to better yourself in your life. So in order to work for the company, you have to be promising basically that you are bettering yourself. Okay. And that's problematic, right? Because work and your personal life should be separate. Right. But you're having to pay for these courses in order to work for this company. Oh, and the employees are paying for the courses? Yes. So I don't know if this is what he's talking about, but the employee was enrolled in an expensive course that has now been offered to him. But but by expensive, does that mean that he's paying for it? Yes. It's well, it's it seems like it. Or or to me, I, I was assuming that the work was paying for it. So what he's saying is the course was not necessarily within the employee that was fired in his field, but it is very applicable to the work that the the guy writing in would be doing if things continue to go well for him. And he's saying, okay, so to me, I'm just not clear if he has to pay for it. It doesn't seem like whatever it is that money's the issue here, though, whatever that means. So, it, yeah, to it, me, it's like he's he's like, do I look like a goon if I take this opportunity right i don't know like like you forward me that email so i can look at it on my phone yeah i just need to i just need to see it i think he feels bad that he's going to be taking over someone who had such a long he was working there for eight years oh look amanda might my thing's lighting up what is that it's my new water bottle it tells me when i need to drink water are you kidding no, I'm not. 
and then it knows when you drink water. Yeah. This is fucking crazy. And how often does it light up? It lights up when I haven't drank in a while. Wait, I need to take a video of this. This is insane. Wait, hold well, on. it's going to stop lighting up now. I can light it up on my phone. Well, don't get yourself off schedule. No, no, no. I'll just, I'll just tell it to glow. I can tell it to glow. And so does it not... It, it, how I'm sorry. It's like every twenty minutes you have to drink water. Every ten minutes. No, it's just like like these are my like I have goals. I have never reached my goal throughout the day. Or maybe yesterday. How I many? Did. How many? How much are you supposed to drink? Forty three ounces. Wow. <laughs> this is really scary. You guys, Maria's holding like a lightsaber. Basically, that's filled with water. So, hold on. I got a okay. nose. Okay, uh, let me let me take a closer look at this at this email. Um, it's a full time experience, and I'm very excited for the possibility of moving myself and my family to live location things. Are however, recently an employee of eight years was let go, and their position dissolved. My manager apparently had a rough relationship over the years, and most people believe the firing was based on the employer more than restructuring. Okay, this employee was enrolled in an expensive course that has now been offered to me. I see. So, to, in I think what's happening is that this employee that got fired on sort of bad terms, they're offering his place to this new employee. Um, but this guy feels, this guy or this girl feels uncomfortable um, taking, you know, sort of filling this other person's shoes who was let go under sort of um, complicated circumstances. I, I have no issue with this. I think you, if it's a good opportunity for you and you, the course will be beneficial to your career, you should absolutely do it. Yeah. And if there's any people who are uh, mad at you about it or you kind of sense that they're talking behind your back, it's only because maybe they were loyal to the employee that got let go and mm-hmm. they're going to find a reason to be kind of two-faced anyway. Yeah. So I think you got to put yourself in your own career first and not worry about workplace politics. Yeah, I agree. Because you're not taking the opportunity to kiss butt. <laughs> no you're not you're not you're excited and you want to grow in the company and and if you respect and have a good relationship with your superiors and you got a family to support yeah do the course it's good for your career health i need more information though Mm. yeah any other emails yeah so this is a follow-up from new zealand oh yes hello again big ones i thought i'd give a little follow-up on how i went with your advice, my listener big one was on the Brianna Lane gorilla sports person episode. So this is the one would where we talked about would we let a gorilla join the NFL? Right. I eventually decided to return to university and get out of what was a fairly toxic work environment. I am now studying psychology full time and have just got my first semester results. Two A pluses, an A and a B plus. Wow. For me, which for me is not too bad since I haven't been to school in almost 10 years. So I don't know. Maybe you want to take partial credit for getting me there. Love the show and the network. Well, congratulations. We are so proud of you. Yes, that's that's awesome. That's better than I'd ever do in school. Yeah, that's really good. So here's a here. Here's more of a a, a, a grand. This isn't so much a personal big one but this is more something we could discuss as mm. maria and amanda okay hey maria and amanda i love the show your funny and genuine moral debates make my work time commute way more fun keep your eyes on the road though here's a big one that i thought you both would enjoy talking through 
You have been happily married for many years until a tragic boating accident puts your spouse in a coma. The doctors tell you there's approximately a 50-50 chance that they will make a full recovery. You're naturally beside yourself with grief until your teenage daughter informs you. (laughs) Sorry, that was a left turn. Okay. I didn't know I had a teenage daughter. (laughs) Until your teenage daughter informs you that your spouse had been having an affair. I smell a George Clooney That's so true. For the last year with a local real estate agent and was planning on divorcing you. The real estate agent even contacts you asking to visit the bedside of your unfaithful comatose partner. Do you allow this? Do you decide to stay by your unconscious spouse's bedside for what may be years? Or do you walk away and try to build a new life? Inspired by the 2011 drama comedy The Descendants starring George Clooney. Thank you for all the laughs. Sincerely, Wyatt. Mm. This is a good one. It is. I'm almost wondering, should we save it? It is really good. No, no. Let's just do okay. it. Um, oh, that's so tough because you never even get to yell at them. That's the thing. And you have to think, like, what would you do if your your significant other was awake? You'd probably yell and scream and you'd leave them. At least I would. Yeah, I mean, at least leave them, threaten to leave, and then really just go to the guest bedroom. No, I think definitely that would be uh, that sort of infidelity. I mean, you never know what's going on in a marriage, so I don't know what sort of buildup it is. But Mm -hmm. if I'm putting myself in this, it's a total blindside. Yeah. So I think I would just be so shocked and feel like I didn't even know this person. And if I don't know the person, why am I going to sacrifice my whole life to take care of them? Yes. I think that, I think that, look, if someone's cheating on me, bye-bye. So, but I also know that being by someone's, you know, bedside in a time of of need and Mm -hmm. stuff like that is, like, I would be there for a person no matter, you know, what. Yeah. In that capacity. Yeah, I think I would do what I I would be by their side and make sure that they're getting proper medical care. Mm -hmm. You know, I think at that point, too, probably if you're the spouse, you're the one making the medical decisions. Yeah. And so I would definitely stick around for that. But I would have them pull the plug. (laughs) I'd make sure they pulled the plug. I said he had a DNR. (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's it's. um. Now, now the other question is, would you let the cheater come to the bedside? No. No, I wouldn't either. No, I'd say stay away from me and my teen. <laughs> my teen girl. <laughs> also, like, why does my teenager know? Because teenagers know everything, yeah. especially teenage girls. Uh, yeah. I, I definitely, because I'm like you, depending on what was going on in the marriage, if it was some sort of like really broken marriage and then someone cheats and, you know, there are certain circumstances where I could probably get over that, you mm-hmm. know, if it was. Um, but it was a year long affair. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be so angry. And like, what are you, what are you sticking around for at that point? If you were going to divorce them because they anyway. don't have a say, they they can't, they can't talk to you about it so and and everyone makes mistakes and everyone makes choices in their life but can you be there for someone when at their lowest point 
I know, because that's marriage, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, I would definitely be there for them. But I think after a year, if they're still in that coma, I might kind of pull the plug pull the, or, or get a divorce, <laughs> pull the plug on a divorce. OK, but it also says that they were planning on divorcing you. Then no, no, I'm, I will be there for them as a friend and as a family member, but yeah. I'm going to pursue other romantic relationships. That's the thing. You have to be there as a family member and just someone that has the person's back in when, when they're not able to have a voice. But other than that, you, you get the hell out. Yeah, I think so. And the other thing is, it's like they were putting their own happiness before you. So then mm-hmm. now you get to, you need to be able to live your life too it's so true and you know who i feel the worst for in all this the teen the teen because the teen doesn't the teen is seeing she's seeing she her eyes are being open to to the darkness of life before they should be i know well that's true for a lot of children with divorced parents and with uh, children with comatose parents oh so terrible i mean that really is just that must be hard yeah but so so yeah screw you know what be there be there as a family member but as a lover well yeah you go get your go get your kicks somewhere else because you need also someone to you know soothe you through (laughs) yeah you're you need so you need someone to scratch your back (laughs) um okay let's see here anything good over there amanda um, I'm just looking at my email. Okay, this is, um, this is titled Dilemma. Wow, I just got a really interesting Who's email wants you from to... the Library of Congress. What did they say? They want to add the big ones to their vault. <laughs> I'm not joking. What? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say any more than that on mic. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> What are you talking about? They the Library of Congress wants to keep. They're starting. They're preserving sound recordings, and they want to add a few of the Erios podcasts to their vault as a historical record. What are you talking about? What's the email address? It's not the Library of Congress. Yes, it is. Okay, well, (laughs) that's ridiculous. Well, this is what people need to know is we're going to go down in history. And this is why we podcast, right? Yeah, that sure is. So we can be put in a vault, locked away. (laughs) Well, that really made my day. That's crazy. But I think I'm going to say no. No. <laughs> um and they oh my god this is so hilarious why what else um i mean it's just they want to put it in the vault who's part who if you're out there and you're on the you're part of the library of congress who who out there listens to this who's who said in the meeting like well hey what about the big ones but honestly kids in the future when podcasts you know technology has gone past podcasting they're going to learn about what podcasting was and their books uh-huh or they won't even have books they anymore in, they're in implants. implants and then they're gonna listen to an episode of the big ones will they like it yeah, they're going to love it. It's going to be so retro. 
This is like this. This will, listening to this will be like wearing like some some um, flared bell bottoms. Yeah, bell bottoms. <laughs> be like, like wearing what a are you poodle doing? skirt. I'm listening to a podcast. It's like people listening to vinyl. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, well that's anyway. Nuts. We'll keep you posted on that. But that's a real email I just got. God, I'm glad I got bored and checked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is called Dilemma. Hello. You've... <laughs> you, this is a funny... This is from Sarah in Scotland, and I just want to say that, like, the way this, this is written is really funny. There was no comma after hello, and it's signed, best wishes, Sarah in Scotland. It's just a fun... It's almost um, sarcastic. Okay. Hello. You've gone blind and need a cornea transplant to restore your sight, but the only corneas available are going... <laughs> this is stupid, Sarah. Let me hear, let me hear. You've gone blind and need a cornea transplant to restore your sight, but the only corneas available are going to be donated from Bill Cosby. <laughs> you take them knowing you'd be seeing through his eyes <laughs> i mean yeah, the eyes aren't the problem i wouldn't want a hand transplant oh no so then sarah says when i've asked this one to my friends i use gary glitter in the example as i'm in britain but i wasn't sure he's known in the u.s well gary glitter's the eh, eh, you know that's he a pervert uh i guess wow i mean this is a really tough one. Would you then, ha- like, you'd literally have his full eye or is just the cornea? Just the cornea, but I okay. don't think you get his, like, memories transplanted. <laughs> I guess it's just the idea. It's kind of gross to have Bill Cosby's corneas in your eyes. But, <laughs> but I think that's kind of fun, like, party talk. Yeah, you know, look like, look closer. Do you see? Yeah. Those aren't my corneas. They're, you're not going to believe whose they are. I mean, I... How do you feel about, like... Um, cadaver transplant tissue and all that i'm fine with it you are well as long as it's someone that's dead and hasn't been murdered why won't you take because the murder then it will mess up the for evidence no no no. i mean murdered in order to get there (laughs) oh (laughs) oh i see i see in order to get their organs or whatever you know there's nothing i think if i needed my cornea transplanted and someone was like, okay, and these are Bill Cosby's. I don't think any part of you would go like, no. I, I mean, I'd have a lot of questions. You would? I, he wouldn't be my first choice. Well, it's not. Amanda, organ donation isn't about choice. It's about necessity. I know. It's true. Uh, I mean, I would accept them because, yeah, I want to see. I want to live. I want to see. And if anything, I think this is the least he can do. Mm-hmm. What if it was like Hitler, though? I don't. They're just organs like and it's not like it's his heart i think if it was like hitler's heart that would be crazy <laughs> if it was like you got you needed a heart transplant and the only one available was hitler's like would you take that i don't know what if it was a penis implant hitler's a penis transplant because they're doing those now instead of heart transplants yeah no <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wouldn't need that, though. I know, but if you were a guy... Yeah, then I'd take it. (laughs) (laughs) Would you take Hitler's heart? 
if it was the only heart available, I ha- want to live. So yeah, and and I don't also um, believe that like our tissue and our organs have our soul in them oh no 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 yeah so i don't think there'd be any issue you don't for think me. all of a sudden you'd kind of get a little you know <laughs> a little riled up yeah a little riled up from time to time no 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 i really don't think so but then matt could say to you amanda that's just hitler's heart talking oh god and he would use that all the time i think that would be so interesting i mean that's an interesting movie idea hitler's heart a child gets hitler's heart implanted into them Mm. and then you have to think is it nature or or nurture nurture. yeah I, i don't know how that really holds up i'd be fine with bill cosby's corneas sorry yeah i would too it's not even really that big of a dilemma for me. I'm trying to think if there's anyone's organs that I wouldn't want that would even gross me out more than Bill Cosby. But if I'm okay with Hitler and Bill Cosby, I guess no. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't like Trump's corneas. You take them. I'm just. They're just corneas. They, yeah, they, they don't have his hair on it or anything. What about Trump's penis? No, I don't want a penis <laughs> transplant. Well, you are getting one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do one. We'll do. We'll do uh, one more actual dear big one. Okay, but Sarah, thank you so much. That was fun to talk about. Thank you, Sarah. Okay, here we go. This is a dear big ones. This is from Brad. Would you eat lab-grown human meat, assuming no human had ever had to suffer in order to create it? No. Okay, now then he asks, if you answer an immediate no, what circumstances would make you reconsider? If I were starving to death, and that was all that was there. I mean, I would, I'm an adventurous eater for the most part, so I might try it like take a little lick of it but why are they making human meat in this lab anyway i don't know i mean this is like really sick yeah okay well i think that's an easy like no unless we were starving so i'm gonna i'm gonna that was great i'm just gonna but i do think there's something it is lab grown meat is really interesting and talk about the future yes i mean that is truly the future so i'm all about lab grown meat but the idea of it does kind of gross me out somehow more than meat from a dead animal yeah but sludge yeah but we should probably wrap up because tracy's coming at eleven thirty. okay well then let me just give this twin update okay yeah so dear big ones i really enjoyed your recent episode with matt where you discussed the conjoined twin quandary oh it's one of my favorite episodes imagine my surprise this morning when today when today i learned subreddit welcomed me with a story of lazarus colorado a courteous and handsome courtier courtier from Italy who hid his parasitic twin brother behind a cloak. Allegedly, Lazarus was spared execution for killing a man after claiming the punishment would also kill his innocent brother. I wonder how did the pre-ruling discussion go in the court? Love the podcast. Thank you so much for making my mornings brighter and more pleasant. I did recommend it to a friend who's slowly getting hooked as well. Amazing. Greetings from the Canary Islands. Wow. Okay, so there was this it, Italian guy who had a a, a a twin brother, and he hit him behind a cloak. 
and then uh, yeah i got that from the email and then, and then lazarus <laughs> killed a man but then he said well don't kill me and then they said well why and he said because you'd also be killing him and he uncloaked his brother <laughs> how i mean that's just i like how it said update twins update (laughs) i gotta look more into that yeah talk about a movie uh yes sir well guys thank you so much Again, you can email us at thebigonespodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at the Big Ones Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, on Spotify, rate and review. Join our Patreon for two bonus episodes per month. And there's such a back catalog of Patreon episodes. You'll, you'll have episodes to last you years. That's right, everyone. And uh, thank you for listening. We'll be here next week too same time same place <laughs> and my, i think next week will be a little more will be a little more um present yeah i think so okay this is we're just getting back into the swing yeah, of things and, as are you guys and we'll have a guest yeah and thank you guys and good we'd love you <laughs> maria thank you for listening to the big one Erios. Powered by ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.